0: Tweet at SAFM Radio and at John
1: you Yo at SAFM, let's get on to our motorbikes. We're joined by Superbike Racer. I don't know if that says Superbike Racer or a Superbike Racer. It's two different things. Safiso how's it? How's it, John? Safiso Sufis- R. Temba on the Instagram.
0: Yeah.
1: Are you a super bike racer or a superbike racer? Say that again, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. Are you a super? Bike racer or a superbike racer?
0: <laughs> I'm a
1: superbike racer, professional <laughs> superbike
0: racer. Man.
1: All right, what is a superbike? Is a
0: So we are racing the thousand cc motorbikes sure. in the country. Mm-hmm. We race all around all the, the the tracks available in the country, since Kailanu, Swarcopts, uh, Mid um, Red Star, and then Kilani, and also PE and East London.
1: Sure, okay. How does that differ? Just explain to me then how that differs from a MotoGP bike then.
0: Well, it's on a small scale because we're we're racing locally in the country. MotoGP, they're racing uh, internationally. And also the bikes that are raced in in MotoGP, they're prototypes. So, which means they'll never be on the road. While our bikes, it's normal bikes that you find on a normal road, which is converted and tweak and enhance performance so we can just race them.
1: Okay, so if if I knew mechanics and a little bit of technology, I could make any bike that I buy off a, a dealership into one that you ride.
0: Yeah, then you can go to a dealership, get yourself a bike, and then tweak it and make sure it's within the regulations, though, that, so you don't go above board, you know. Mm, yeah. So you don't use the extra fuel or the uh, performance fuel. To, so they just make sure the rules are evening the competition. But you can get your normal bike and trick it and, and go race. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm just curious. How much does a bike cost?
0: Well, it depends. And the latest bikes, now there's nothing less than 200000
1: <laughs> plus, plus any work you do on it.
0: Then you have to put the work into it. Okay. It can go up to three hundred, dollars uh, depending on the make. Your your Ducati, they go quite a bit higher than 300000
1: so, so okay, so if you if you were to buy, can you buy secondhand superbikes? So, in other words, if you finished with, for the season, could you sell off your bike, somebody can buy
0: it? Yeah, that's what's going on right. because you always want to have the best bike. So, when you finish off the season, you're able to um, sell the bike and get okay. a, a newer model because it's always new technology. You want mm-hmm. to have the best performing, performing machine, you know.
1: Okay, so okay, so I'm a Formula One fan. So it's a it's a lot like the the, the smaller teams who've got a Ferrari engine. They're not going to get the brand new one. They're going to get the second one.
0: Yeah, you're talking to guys like us. You, yeah, the Minadis and the Williams. You know, they don't get, <laughs> so they don't get the best of the deal. You, you get know, like the so. hand
1: me downs. But it's then, but that's where talent comes in, Spisa.
0: <laughs> yeah, then you have to end your your drive. You know, you have to push out for the recognition. And get sponsorship to make sure that you you're in the best place or best position in, in in the grid, you know. But talent really counts a lot.
1: All right, we're going to talk plenty more. Safiso Artemba is joining us. He's a professional superbike racer. We're going to talk about how he got into the sport and also how the sport has evolved and what he's doing during lockdown. Tweet at SAFM
0: Radio and at John Heriga.
1: My guest is Safiso Temba, professional superbike racer, rides a 1,000cc motorbike. What kind of speeds do you get, Safiso, some of the long straights?
0: Well, John, to be honest, there's no time to look at the speed. You have <laughs> to look at your breaking point. <laughs> um, the only speed I can talk about is from the GPS uh, right. data. So you, uh, I think Cape, Cape Town, you're looking at about um, the top guys. Uh, they get about 282 kilometers per hour. That's the real speed, you know, on the GPS data.
1: I, I guess the difference is yeah, anybody can ride in a straight stripe. It's when, it's how you take the corners that matters, right?
0: Yeah, you know, um, it's easy to just open throttle and then go straight. Mm-hmm. But now, when you have, as I said, you have to look at your braking marker. How deep can you go? How late can you be? And how much speed can you carry in the corner? And that's where the difference is really at. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at top-class riders, when where they break to, where I'll brake, how they're thinking, no, that's madness. <laughs> but I hope to get there eventually because I want to be top class as well. How long have you been riding bikes? Well, I had my road bike in 2013 and then I started racing professionally in 2017. So I'm three years into the game. Okay. How how old are you then? I'm 39. 39. Late bloomer. Very late bloomer. Very late.
1: Why, Why motorsport
0: then? It's, and in fact, I wish I did this uh, sure. way younger. because it's the best thing I've ever done. But mm-hmm. um, I always wanted to travel light, uh, just enjoy the road. With a lot of carnage and accidents, I realized, you know what, uh, maybe <laughs> let me just enhance my skills and go through training. So, through a lot of training on track, right. I was invited to try the race. So it's like you've always come to track, you always practice, so try the race. Mm-hmm. And I figured, okay, what's there to lose? And I was never. But I went for it, and since then, man, it's the best thing I've ever done.
1: So let me understand. So you had a motorbike, and you decided, well, I want to get better at riding a motorbike, not falling off. So, yes. So you went to track days. Yeah. And then somebody spotted you and said, "Why don't you try racing?" Yes. How did you
0: do? Well, the <laughs> the first race, the first race, literally, I um, was mm. from 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 the onset. I never even launched the bike. You know, I remember the guy said, have you, do you know how to launch? And I was like, what do you mean launch a bike? Like getting off the line. I'm like, no. I just roll off the bike and I move. He says, okay, just do that. Move the bike. Um, it was just so fast. Um, I couldn't see anything. It took me about race four to realize there's a lap count, you know, you can actually count your laps. <laughs> right. But before that, everything was just too quick. Like, uh, yes, uh. I can't see anything. But it was the best thing after that. Because I felt like I, I earned the drive. Uh. I, I, I won right of the day. I crashed oh, on the first heat. Uh. Yeah. But then they fixed the bike quickly and I went back and I was able to go faster. So they said that I have a spirit of a racer because uh. usually people after crashing, they pack their backs. But I was like, no, I need to do this. So, it was quite an experience. It was quite an experience. But the nice thing about it was that everyone was so welcoming because the guys are friendly. There was ever sport and me being new there. And it was just a whole new game. So they had to teach me, show me how to do things. So they were mm. very, very good guys there.
1: The thing that astounds me about motorbike races is when they fall, they get back up again and just carry on <laughs> racing. It must hurt. <laughs>
0: A bit of adrenaline and also understanding the sport. This is where I always tell people. People get to uh, link their racing to road accidents. Yes. So on on racing, we go fast on the straights, but on the corners, you just carry corner speed. You don't go excessive. So you don't take a corner at 300, you know, whereas when you're on the straight on the road, you go flat out. And then we've got runoff areas where we've got the gravel traps. As mm. soon as you get there, it slows down the bike as quickly as possible.
1: You don't have a brick wall.
0: Yeah. And then you've got the. And then on the walls, some of the tracks they put um, airbags yeah. and then oh, they oh. put tire barriers. Yeah. So, so to the people, they have a reference of seeing an accident on the road. And while on the track, they use every measure to make sure that we are safe. So in mm. most cases, you slide off. The, they call it a, lo- a low side you're losing the front and then you wash away. And yes. That's why you're able to get up and try and get back to it. And the adrenaline, man, you know, even when you are uh, sometimes <laughs> hurt or there's a pinky finger broken, you can't see it. You just want to get back to it and yeah. and go at it because, man, you were on it and you're just on pace. So you you just the compete the competitive na- nature on you just wants mm. to go for it.
1: Yeah, you hear these stories of motorbike racers that are racing with broken ankles and broken wrists and things, or a uh, brace on their arm when they go racing. It's you, you guys are superhuman. <laughs>
0: it's the best part about it. Take like this story and in, in East London, mm. I was practicing on a Friday and then I dropped the bike, so I hurt my my left my left hand. The guy that was so close competitively in times with. He came to me and says, let me help you. He bandaged the hand, massaged it, gave me some meds, and they said, let's go racing. And wow. I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> I have a great chance of beating this guy, but he's <laughs> he still going to make sure that I get back on it and yeah. I race. And I wanted to race. And man, give me a bike, I'm going to race it. It's,
1: it's, uh, that, that team support or that, that competitor support is such a good story as well.
0: You always imagine you
1: guys are rough and ready and willing to knock people off their bikes for anything. No, no, no. no.
0: The thing is, we are friends outside the racing. But once you drop the visor, you know, (laughs) every man for himself. Mm. But it does not mean now you are there to harm everyone or just take everything at all costs. So it's a sport after all. So we need to be disciplined. We need to follow all the codes of sportsmanship and respect each other. And it is a dangerous sport as well. So you need to respect each other because we go really, really fast. And you wouldn't want someone to push you off the yeah. bike while you're going at those speeds. Yeah. So it's always it's always been great to have a great uh, competitive, competition and the guys, they respect each other like that. And the environment is so great.
1: I was just having a look at the Sweat Corps track. You've got it on your website. There are what, two left turns. The rest are all right-hand turns. Yeah. Do you ever like go straight up? Because it, it it looks like it looks like you're just going around in a circle all the time, and all you're <laughs> going to do is just lean right all the time.
0: And that's the that's the beauty about the country. We we've got so much uh, tracks. They all have its own nature. Mm-hmm. So Sra Cops, for an extent, yeah, it's we call it a, a right-hand track. So it's just right, 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 right mm-hmm. all the time. And then you've got the two left. So, and it's and the nature of it, it's fast but tight. So it's it's. You have to really be extreme cautious but being aggressive. And then when you go to a track like this, you're always flat out on the throttle and you enjoy to regroup with a long straight. Whereas in Sorkops, there's not enough time to to just regroup. You have to be constantly working, constantly working, which brings the element of, of being fit. We need to be really fit to race.
1: Which leads me to my next question. How does a 39-year-old compete with a 25-year-old? <laughs>
0: It's in the heart, in the spirit, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, but to be honest, um, as I said, I wish I did this younger because mm. it's the best thing I've ever done, and it has taught me a lot of, a lot of discipline, a lot of respect. That is why on my uh, website and my, and my Facebook page, I try to teach people that are just riding on the road what to look out, what to do, not what to do, because everyone thinks. They can just ride a bike and they're the best. Mm. The fact that you can go faster on the straight, you're thinking you're the best. So the the page that I set up on, on Facebook, which is a IM63, mm. gives tips on how to ride. And also I give insights on what the race day looks like. Because at my age, I'm, I'm 39, I'm old, and I'm, I want the young guys to know what is racing all about, how to do it better, and to do it sooner than than I have done. Right. But it's still the best thing I've ever done for myself.
1: Tell me about building a 63 nation.
0: Yeah. So, man, it's it's one of the greatest thing I've, I have. The fans are amazing. Um, so what I do is, I train the people, I coach the people, I give tips. You know, everyone, because I started using the road. Everyone thinks on the road, you can be the master of a bike. And then when you go on track, you really realize you're not even using... <laughs> 50 percent of the bike's capabilities wow. yeah. you know and everyone thinks they can stop everyone thinks they can maneuver so i try to teach and while building a nation so i call it a 63 nation mm-hmm. so I, I i have the fans where i encourage them how to ride better and then i commercialize the, my brand with the t-shirts so i raise funds like that <laughs>
1: That first picture you saw of yourself when you were leaning over the side of a bike, knee scraping along the road, did you think in 2013 when you started riding, did you think you would ever get to that point?
0: Uh, There's a photo. uh, Peter, I don't think it's there on the website. There's a photo in Cape Town, two photos in Cape Town that were taken. I could not believe. I, I, I was like, I know that guy, but that guy looks so different. Like He looks focused. He looks... He looks like international. I don't know that guy like that, you know? It <laughs> looks so awesome and I couldn't believe that's me because mm. I never thought I'll be at this level mm. and I never thought I'll be this professional and I'll go this faster. Even though I I'm, I'm I'm still learning. Other people will think I'm I'm too fast and I'm like, No, I'm not fast enough. The wow. the national guys are really fast. I'm yeah, come watch them, which is what said, I aspire to get to.
1: As you said, the breaking points are places you think they're mad.
0: Yeah, the, Madness, man! It's it's really madness. You stand there and you look at it, and you are thinking, "Am I supposed to do that myself?" Yeah, I am thinking I am thirty nine now. I didn't <laughs> think I need to risk that much. <laughs> I just want to
1: try and describe this one picture. You got sixty three bike, uh, orange, black, and white kit. Uh, you are turning right on this bike, and your your right knee is scraping along the ground. Your your body is off the bike. You you, you know, like you see in the movies. Your yeah. Your right elbow is a centimeter above the rumble strip. Your, yeah. head, your head is probably a foot and a half off the ground.
0: That's an awesome picture. Yeah. If, if you get that picture. It's like the best.
1: You're already looking out of the corner. I can see you're looking for the next, you know, where you're going to start the exit. So when you look at that, you think, oh, who is this guy? This can't be me inside that helmet.
0: Yeah, because before it was a struggle. So when I started, there's a funny picture on, on the Facebook mm-hmm. I'm in the middle. I'm in. I'm on the center of the bike. I'm way <laughs> off the apex. Like I didn't know. When I look at that guy and I look at that picture he's describing now, yeah. it's like, yes, this professional. Where you come from? But it, it's a lot of training, a lot of practice, and asking the guys. And as I said, I've been fortunate that in the country. Guys, when you ask them information, they help you. They mm-hmm. tell you, "Don't do this. Don't do that." Then now it's just starting to be easier and easier, and it's just flowing. And when I look at that picture, it's one of my favorites. It's like it's just so awesome. Like it can't be me, right. and then I'm like thinking, "Ah, but it's it is me. Another, I, I'm cool like that."
1: There's another picture in bike 58. Is that you falling, or somebody else, or is it just a hand sign, or is it?
0: No, no, that's a hand sign. Is that's, that
1: a hand sign? Okay, not just yeah, a on, on
0: okay. bike white, fifty-eight. Fifty eight, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's um, that's Michael, that's Michael White, okay. the so champion, he's I think. He's, he's taking so. a that's corner.
1: He's taking a corner, his elbows touching the ground, left hand's off the bike.
0: Yeah. Okay. And as you said, how do you keep up with a twenty five year old? That's that's physically what I need to keep up with. <laughs> so Fiso, let me
1: let me ask the tough question. and I know that there's there was a there was a club at one stage, but black man on bike, is that a thing? So what's the question a, a black man on a bike. It's it's a white man's sport, isn't it?
0: <laughs> and everyone keeps on saying that. Everyone keeps on saying that. So that's why we have the three Nation to teach people right. that you can ride a bike. And mm. the funny thing, I always tell people, it's, I'm riding a ZX-10. It's a Kawasaki. It's a Japanese bike, which is a Japanese-made bike. So it can't be a white man's sport if it's a Japanese bike <laughs> and I'm a black guy. So we can all do this thing. People just need to come on board and have fun with it.
1: Are you are you pushing barriers or have those barriers been pushed already?
0: Well, it depends on which which view you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I'm to because before a lot of uh, uh, people didn't want to go to track. They were afraid to go to track. They thought you're going to fall as soon as you got on track. But I'm I'm teaching them you're better off falling on track than falling on the road. Yeah. on the road you've got the, the street lights, you've got the pavement, cars, and a lot of things. While on track, you're falling while you're learning, and, and it's not that bad, you know? I always say it's not that bad. So uh, I am been pushing that, and it's been going great for me, and I like it. I see more people doing the track now, so it's no longer mm-hmm. also the view of it's a white man's sport. So, because we've got a lot of black riders, you know, a lot, they enjoy their bikes, but it's a good thing if they learn how to ride better, because at the end of the day, I would like everyone to go home safe.
1: I guess if you have a bike, you kind of want to go fast at any yeah. time. I, I mean, I had a little 50cc when I was younger. Still wanted to go fast. It's better to do it in a safe, secure, closed-off environment than than going on the street and dying.
0: Because, you, you know, that's the thing. You know, um, everyone thinks you're in charge of the bike. Uh, everyone thinks it's easy. But, man, a bike needs a lot of focus. It needs a lot of fitness. It needs, when you're braking, you need to know how you brake. So it's best you go. Train for it. Like, as I said, Mm. if you buy a Ferrari, you know, they always insist, go for a training so you know what kind of power you have. So you shouldn't let people underestimate that a bike is not as powerful, you know, as a Ferrari because it's a powerful, powerful machine. So it's best that you get equipped on having a powerful machine. It's on two wheels. It looks affordable, Mm. but it's very, very powerful. So the best thing you can do for yourself is to go train so you are a better rider. You don't have to go racing. I always say that. Sure. Racing is for another level of madness or people <laughs> that just, you know what, they can do this. But uh, it's better to be in, uh, informed, it's better to be trained. So you enjoy your bike and you go back home, you see your family. Because at the end of the day, mistakes that can happen and sometimes they can take your life. Uh,
1: obviously, you can start training again, I guess, on track days, uh, starting on the 1st of June as a, as a professional racer, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're
1: waiting for all of that confirmation. We're how, waiting for all the confirmation. In a you,
0: miserable, miserable lockdown. I was going to say, country, how have you managed? Complexes. You keep, you just train, uh, do your own in-house jogging, push-ups. You know, try and eat as healthy as you can. At least the alcohol finished in a week's <laughs> time, <laughs> so you had more time to yourself and just had to. Try harder and just mentally prepare yourself, mentally keep yourself uh, fit because you also, re- you know, if, for instance, if they're saying we're going racing the next month, mm-hmm. you need to be fit and ready. So it's a lot of just training in-house and with the running now was also made life a little bit better.
1: Be so, great chatting to you. Thanks very much and good luck to you when you get back on the bike again.
0: All right, thanks, thanks for having me on your show.
1: King Price Extreme Race Team rider Fiso R Temba, professional superbike racer. You can find him all over on the internet and go check out some of those pictures on his Facebook page. It's amazing what these guys can do with motorbikes. So Fiso R.
0: Temba.